Hey, this is a Hakawati production. Hi, welcome to the men's room. It's great to have you. Have you subscribed yet? If you haven't, right now is a great time to do so. Just click that button. It's as simple as that. So today we're talking about MMA or mixed martial arts which is a full contact sport that allows striking and grappling both on and off the ground. We hear that term a lot these days, MMA, but not everyone knows what it's all about. So we've brought in an expert to really explain what it means. What are the rules? Are there any rules? Abdul Al-Hajj is the owner of the Victory Club in Lebanon. He's an internationally certified MMA coach and also the head of the Victory Club MMA Academy. Hey, thanks for coming in today. Hi Nadia, thank you for having me. So, are there any misconceptions about MMA? Of course, there are uh, big misconceptions about MMA. Uh, MMA is uh, thought of as uh, an extreme and brutal uh, martial arts. We tend to abolish these uh, misconceptions, especially with the International MMA Federation nowadays, which is building up a system that can easily be taught to children and juniors in uh, schools and uh, in gyms. MMA is thought of as a brutal uh, martial art because, you know, blood is sometimes... Um, Flying into the audience? Not, not, <laughs> not that much, no, because, yeah. you know, it's it's something you usually see in MMA, you know. But these are not severe injuries. These are normal cuts you get from MMA because we wear four Oz gloves, which are small ones. What kind of gloves? For us, that's uh, the um, the size of the gloves, you know, not like boxing ones. The boxing gloves are big sized uh, gloves, like 10 or 12 us. They have cushion, uh, cushions, cushions. Yeah, they protect the, f- the, the, face? R- the wrist and the face from okay. getting hurt uh, more. But in boxing, in Muay Thai, in other combat sports, when a guy gets knocked out, you know, he's allowed to compete again. So he, he's uh, g- getting into the risk of uh, getting hurt again more and more. In MMA, once you're knocked out, you stop the game. Okay, so the fight ends and you lose. So in so, Muay Thai, for example, if you're, or in boxing, yes. you fall on the floor, you're out, they give you a certain amount of, se- how many seconds yes, they give that, you? usually 10 seconds Yeah, uh, count. And then if you get up, the fight yes. continues. Yes. In uh, MMA, it's not the case. No, you don't get a count, you just uh, lose the fight. Okay, and in MMA, when you get hit with uh, several punches, like five to six punches, and you don't defend yourself, even if you're not knocked out, even if you're conscious, yeah. they stop the fight because it's risky to continue. In other sports, in like Muay Thai and uh, boxing, which we respect a lot, and they are a big part of MMA, and they have their own history, which is just very effective. They do not stop. They stop until you're knocked out. And when you're knocked out, you can compete so again. So it's weird that people think of MMA as more violent because in that sense, it's less. But are there fewer rules? What are the ground rules? You're actually, you recently became a certified, internationally certified judge, which means you can be a judge for fights all over the world, right? That's true. So what are the basic rules? Okay, so the basic rules in MMA as what is not allowed in MMA, of course, it's not allowed to hit in the, on the back of the head and on the spine because it's dangerous. It's not allowed to hit on the groin because as well as dangerous. It's not allowed to. Uh, <laughs> it's not allowed to choke with the hands, to poke in the eyes. Headbutts. Headbutts is not, uh, of course, is not allowed. Soccer kicks is not allowed as well. 
But other kinds of kicks, of course. Yeah, of course, uh, yeah. normal kicks normal and any, kicks. like any martial arts, yeah. other martial arts are allowed. Any kicks, any sort of kicks uh, that are uh, legal uh, in any martial arts are allowed. You're not allowed to like put your hands on cuts and other uh, players. Like if someone is, is has already a cut, you cannot just um, squeeze or pinch. The fact or... that they came up with that rule means somebody actually tried that. And that's really y- yes. painful to think about. Yeah, you, right? know, you know, MMA first was a game with no rules. It started officially 25 years ago. So that's where the the, the story. That's why people think of it that way. Because when it first started, it didn't have rules. True. Yes, it started in 1993 and like 26 years ago. Like officially, it had no rules. It had no weight classes. The only rules were that you can you had uh, butt. uh, You could do headbutts. Headbutts, yes, and soccer kicks. You can do anything. The only thing that uh, wasn't allowed is uh, hitting uh, in the the groin and uh, hitting in the spine. Okay, mm. and th- those were it. You can do anything else. It evolved a lot since then. Rules are becoming more severe, and there are, there are always researches to uh, narrow the uh, injuries in MMA. And I have to, to reduce injuries. Yeah. Yes, and and uh, I have to point out that MMA is a new sport. It's a new martial art. It's still developing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're we're uh, the International Federation is working on everything to make it a safe. Game, which is where, where we are reaching now. What's the biggest uh, MMA event in the Middle East? The biggest MMA event in the Middle East now is Brave Combat Federation. Okay, it's based in Bahrain. Now they're having the 33rd edition. Hey, wait, how is that possible? Do they have one per year? Didn't you just say the sport is like 25 years old? No, no, they don't have one per year. They oh, have, they have many. Uh, yes, many per year. Ah, yes. try, and, I thought uh, you were trying to trick me. No, no, I'm not tricking you. Okay. I'm, I'm being honest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They have in different countries around the world. They okay. go to Brazil, they go to the whole events in uh, different uh, countries. countries in the world. They have now one in uh, on 27th of December in Saudi Arabia. Uh, it's, it's the 33rd edition. Uh, there, there's also uh, UAE Warriors that is held uh, mainly in uh, Abu Dhabi. There's one in uh, 31st of January as well. These are professional MMA bouts or fights or competitions, you know. These are the main two uh, uh, promotions now. So who fights in those fights? Is it like someone from the region with someone international? Can it be anyone? Yes, of course, they they should have a certain portfolio, certain level, of course, to fight, certain background. You cannot have an, an amateur to fight in these uh, competitions because uh, they have uh, professional rules with with no protection, uh, only the mouth guard and the groin protection, which is worldwide. Uh, no shin uh, guards, no headgear, no uh, nothing. Uh, and they have, of course, different rules because in MMA junior under 18 years old, you cannot punch in on the face in the face. On the face. But there's no, not that category is not taking part in these big events, is it? No, 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 of course okay. not. So you cannot have under 18 to fight in these right. uh, professional uh, competitions. Tournaments, or what do you yeah. call it? Uh, usually they are called promotions. Yeah. They are called promotions, but they are um, competitions, if yeah. you want to say uh, sports, uh, in the sports world. So when you look at these guys fighting in an mm. MMA fight, you feel like it's very violent, right? I mean, essentially you're like pounding the body and the face of your opponent do you have to be a violent person to do this kind of sport not really not really i'm not a violent person (laughs) you know the misconception as well is when people see other people fighting in a cage they think is they think it's a 
it's, it's animals fighting, you know. Yeah, Cage it reminds it. you of like the Roman uh, games, the Roman times when they used to have gladiators like fight to the death, right? Yeah, and more than that, they see like animals fighting because cages are made for animals. The truth about that, behind that, is that uh, we fight in a cage because MMA have, has a lot of throws and takedowns. It's dangerous to fight in a ring because you might fall off of the ring and you might break your neck. Hmm. So you fight in a cage to be safe. Okay, so that's a very important uh, point uh, to look at. Interesting. Yes, and of course it's an identity. You know, when you see a football uh, field, you know this is a football game. When you see a rugby field, this is a rugby game. When you see a cage, you know an MMA fight. You know, so it's a, it's an identity for the game as well. Yeah, they don't have those in like wrestling or um, other um, grappling uh, types of sports, the cages, do they? Yeah. The cage, no, no, it's, the, it's only for MMA. It does make it seem kind of more... Uh, vicious in some way and and you're right it does make you think of animals yes but you're saying that you don't have to be violent no at all do you feel that it's a sport that's um useful or beneficial to learn in terms you know other martial arts are known to help especially children develop their um focus develop their self-control their body control is it the same thing for mma you would see yes you would say? So it's, it's more than uh, other martial arts because mma combines mixed martial arts, you know, and different types of martial arts. So you have to engage more and more uh, mental uh, effort to coordinate between all these martial arts. Other sports or martial arts, they focus on one. So it's easier, just like you're having a, you're holding, a, um, I don't know, a, a plate in your hand, just like you're hand, uh, holding an MMA, like 10 plates. You have to coordinate and balance not to fall. But this, what I'm talking about is mental. You know, you, you have to be very mentally strong and disciplined because you see in MMA at the end of the fights, everyone respects everyone. You know, sometimes they bow to each other. They hug each other. They. Uh, it's actually really weird to see that because you see a guy like really like messing up the other guy and then it's over and then it's like, yes. it's all good. Yes, because the game teaches us discipline by its own. You know why? Because when you play, it's a 50-50 chance to win or lose and when you lose there are lots of times that you lose in your gym and other gyms in the small competitions you have to accept that to bow down to defeat and accept it and go work harder to win again so when you get used to this you get disciplined and you respect the other fighter why do you respect the other fighter because you know how much uh, sweat and dedication he has put to the game in order for him to reach where he is now and, and to defeat you. Because MMA is one of the sports and martial arts that require dedication. Professional athletes, for preparation for a competition, they train eight weeks, six hours a day, six wow. days a week. Mm. Okay, so, you know, it requires a lot of... And, and imagine you're working hard on your conditioning, on your techniques, on your strength and coordinating your moves against someone else who is doing the same you know you're not doing it alone you know you're not doing it far away from someone so it, it all requires a mental focus and strength strategies also oh it's a main game i think people don't realize that when they're there is, that's the difference between people who just you know know about the sport and people who are passionate because when you appreciate not only the level of dedication and focus that it takes but also the mental aspect of it of how um well trained just like any other sport i mean in football you have strategies for the game right if the opponent does this True. this is what you do and you have different options i imagine it's the same in, in mma I will give an example. Yes. Uh, you know, the UFC Ultimate Fighting Championship is one of is the most prestigious promotion in the world. It's based in the US. 
One of the most important fights that ever happened took place between Habib Magomedov and Conor McGregor, one of the top fighters in history. The fight was won only by technique, only by strategy. Few punches were hit. We didn't see any blood. We didn't see anything. It was, if you see the fight, it was pure technical. Okay, Habib won the fight technically with only using techniques. And this is a great example that I give to my students that technique is everything in the game. Strategies, thinking, you know, knowing how to put what you were taught in the gym and apply it against someone else. It's not something easy. Mm. And it's, it's, a, it's a wide world, you know, combining boxing, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, uh, everything. You know, these martial arts existed thousands of years ago and they have lots of techniques and you have to learn everything you know, and apply them in a 25-minute round. Imagine that. Yeah, sounds like a lot to learn. It, <laughs> look, it's a large world, but I advise everyone at least to go in martial arts, okay, because it's a whole different aspect than anything you've ever seen. I say that people that who, who don't practice martial arts, they're, they're missing on a lot, a world that they can be in and they're missing out on it. Just go in for two, three months just to see what they are missing on, what their bodies can do. So actually, so you have a gym. You yes. you coach, you're a coach for, I guess, for amateur athletes and professional uh, fighters or? In Lebanon, we don't have professional, professional uh, federations. Yes, yeah. We are all in the International Federation of Amateur Mixed Martial Artists. Okay, but do mm. you also get like regular people? Obviously, not everyone that wants to learn it yes, is going to have what it takes to yes. go and compete. So yes. do you have a lot of people like that? Is it a good sport to do just to be in shape? Yes, of course. It's a great sport to be in shape because it's, it requires a lot of cardio, a lot of high intensity, you know, uh, a lot of focus. You know, when you use your body strength with your mental strength, it requires the double the effort. Okay. Yeah. So I heard that chess players burn like I don't know how many thousands of calories just playing a chess game. Sitting so, down. Yeah. So that I mean, if you're just on a treadmill, like brain dead, you probably burn a lot less calories than if you're doing like what you said. Imagine like having, doing both. Yeah. Definitely. We had a we had a session today actually, and yeah. um, I, I gave it a shot. I can't. When you're first learning, I can't imagine uh, having the strategy when you're just trying to think of positioning your body right. Sure. I mean, it's a whole mental and physical uh, exercise that requires a lot of position and uh, precision and uh, skill. True. I would say it's harder than uh, or more challenging and interesting than most other sports. Like if you yeah. go skiing, it's like, okay, going down a hill, yes. cycle, you pedal. This is like... All kinds of stuff going on at the same yeah. time. Already, it's, uh, it's already there. It's implemented. It's a system that the International MMA Federation put together because what we've realized over the years that most of people that come to the game are recreational uh, people. You know, that want to have fun, enjoy, try the game. Kind of like that. kickboxing was a trend in the past, like at some point. True. So yeah. uh, they don't want to fight. So they adapt. Unless someone picks on them. <laughs> it's always good to know a few tricks. Of course, you, you can you can defend yourself on the streets, but yeah. we don't encourage that because we are very peaceful people, honestly, because you take everything out in the gym, you know, so you go out of the yeah. gym, relax, no tension, and that's it. Definitely. That's how I felt after I had the, the session yeah. today. But let me ask you this question um, that's kind of another aspect of it. We started talking about food today because it's, 
I, I finished with you and I said, I want to go get a falafel. <laughs> You're like, no, that's really bad. And I was very confused because I thought that's a healthy choice. <laughs> But um, we started talking about um, diet. Yes. What's the ideal diet for someone who wants to get in shape and be strong and build muscle and strength? I need to point out that falafel, in essence, is good, is healthy. Yes, you have but, tahini, but, it's full of protein, yeah. <laughs> you have like the chickpeas, yeah, but, it's but, like but, but God's fa- best food, all rolled into one. <laughs> but the fried falafels are bad, so you can have them grilled or anything else, you know. You can substitute them. Everything everything uh, that we eat, we can substitute in something healthier. Especially, I want to point out something that even fitness people and martial artists who tend to eat meat and chicken and all the um, animal products, which are considered healthier than the junk food and everything else, they can substitute everything f- with vegetables and vegetarian products because they have the es- essential amino acids, the essential uh, proteins. The really? Essential... So you don't hear that often from yeah. uh, from people, especially in the Middle East. And people are still trained to think that in order to build muscle, you need to consume high amounts of protein and mostly animal protein. So what are some of the vegetable protein sources that you would recommend? Mm, beans, all sorts of beans uh, are um, main source of protein. Uh, proteins. Nuts uh, are filled with proteins. Uh, They're also uh, high in fat, though. Is that a problem? Uh, good fat, of course. Everything uh, in quantities is acceptable. So if you eat like a hundred uh, piece of uh, almonds, uh, mm-hmm. it's not good. Okay, that's so good. That's not good. What do you mean? Uh, that's a lot. That's, <laughs> that's a like l- my snack in the uh, afternoon. <laughs> that's a lot. So you have to reduce your quantities. Okay. Uh, and a, a lot of top athletes in the world, just like uh, Lewis Hamilton, the uh, Formula One yeah. champion, he's a vegan. Mm. So this is a life example. But of, he's not uh, a he's not a heavy fighter with lots of muscle. I mean, he's it's a it's a hard sport, and I've heard I've seen him in interviews. It's a hard, demanding sport, but it's not one where he needs to build up bulk. A lot of people want to replace change their body uh, mass composition and and turn uh, you know fat into muscle and this is where they start taking these protein shakes and all that are you a proponent of that uh, there are listen there are uh, vegan protein shakes there uh, do you need protein shakes though I feel like it's such a commercial industry and you know you could be eating uh, you know yes. making your own foods if you can substitute protein shakes with the correct diet yes you don't need protein shakes Usually protein shakes are a trend because they are easier, faster, and they let you have the uh, vitamins and the uh, necessary nutrients that you need without checking which yeah. kind of foods you need to eat and go going specifically in each uh, type But of food. But it's like artificial and processed, right? It is, yes. It's artificial. Do and, you take uh, shakes? I don't take shakes. I usually take them when I don't have time to eat. But I ra- I'd rather eat healthy food and I'd rather to eat non-animal products. I'm trying to go in that direction, actually. Mm, that's super interesting. Mm. Um, but I imagine, do you talk about this with people at the gym or not really? Usually, I try to implement it in front of them a little bit and to show them and explain to them the benefits. But it's already hard enough to convince them to move away from junk food and pizza and burgers and fries to eating healthy, which is eliminating this stuff yeah so step by step step, step by step, step you can uh, achieve uh, the yeah. desired goals so how big is mma in the middle east compared to the u.s for example uh, uh, it's getting bigger it's getting bigger but but definitely where is it the most popular in the world uh, in the u.s of course yeah uh, the u.s they have uh, the ufc they have bellator uh, the biggest 
to biggest promotions. Of course, there are a lot of countries that uh, are big as well, Brazil, Russia, but the the main big events are... Uh, Would you say it's the biggest uh, kind of uh, sport uh, in, in that you know realm in the, currently in the world? Or is boxing still big? Or, I mean, what's the biggest, most popular... Um... It's, it, look, it's the fastest growing uh, martial arts in history. You know, 25 years old, young, 25 years young, not old, is something incredible to where this game has uh, achieved, or where it's, it stands right now in the world. So uh, it's the fastest growing uh, martial arts ever. Mm. So it attracts like large, uh, like attracts a lot of money, a lot of people in the US and it's kind of emerging here, I guess, in the region. I'm going to say the difference between here in the Middle East and the States. Okay, our level is super high in the Middle East as professionals and amateurs and fighters and training, but we lack funding. That's the main issue. A fighter here in the Middle East may like have $1,500 or $3,000 for a fight. In the States, it goes up to $50,000, you know. Here, we don't have fighters that only live out of this. They have an eight-hour job. They go train after their uh, their jobs, like three to four hours. They sleep, they go back again to their jobs, and they train. They don't have time to recover. And when you don't have time to recover, you cannot train as hard as you can. So this is the main problem. Obstacle. So who is well positioned in the Middle East to finance the growth of the sport? What they are doing now with the UAE Warriors and Brave Combat uh, Federation is actually uh, very good because they are now promoting Middle East fighters. We have a fighter from uh, UAE who signed with the Bellator in 2017. He's the first. With what? Bellator is one of the biggest promotions in the world. Okay. Uh, Bellator? Yeah, he signed with it in 2017. Uh, he's from UAE. Uh, this is a big step because we don't have... Uh, it raises the profile of someone yes. from the region. We don't have a Middle Eastern or Arab... Uh, Representation. Uh, yes, who live here. Right. We do have like Australians, Arabs, and originate, that originate from uh, these uh, our uh, region, but we don't have people that live here that signed with these uh, big promotions. Now, Brave and the UAE Warriors are doing a great job they're going abroad. And uh, one, uh, I want to point out something. UFC, the biggest promotion, signed with uh, Abu Dhabi Department of Sports, I think it's called. Uh, sports and Tourism. Uh, it's a department in the... Uh, uh, they have a department and, for everything in the UAE. Yeah, and the government. Uh, it, they might uh, even have soon like an MMA, MMA department. department yeah, they have so, like a happiness department. <laughs> I'm not that's, kidding. That's yeah. something uh, great, really. They, yeah. they, a very respected uh, country yeah. and governors in yeah. the UAE. So they've signed an agreement with Abu Dhabi to host UFC events in UAE. Usually, uh, they they host UFC events in all around the world. They've done it before in Dubai and Abu Dhabi and the UAE, but they didn't have any fighters from the region, or they brought all their fighters with them. Now, the, the, the agreement is to have fighters from the region fighting in UFC uh, events that are held in Abu Dhabi, which is something very big. So when is that going to happen? When are we going to see that? I think it's going to be in the uh, upcoming uh, year. You know, they signed the agreement and they're uh, going to start working on it. I was in Denmark, for example. I was in Denmark. I, I attended the UFC event. You know, the judges were from Denmark or or Norway or the Scandinavian area. The fighters were from Denmark and the uh, of course they have they had international fighters as well. But it's a combination. It's a mix. 
when they had when they held uh, UFC competitions and uh, and fight passes in UAE, they only had international fighters. We never had fighters from our region. Yeah, I, but, I got it. Yeah, yeah, but now the agreement is that's great. But if they're all not professional, how are they going to find them? That means they're going to have to start kind of encouraging this uh, funding of professional uh, fighters. We already have professional fighters, yeah. of course. We already have professional fighters from the region that will, of course, come back to train and settle here for these important. Uh, events. So that's why these events are very important to raise the bar here and the standards of MMA in in the region. Well, I think considering everything that we talked about in terms of how um, it's a beneficial sport in more ways than one, it's beneficial um, in terms of fitness, of course, but then uh, mentally and uh, in terms of discipline and focus, I think it's great that there's a sport like MMA that's kind of growing and keeping the interest and keeping it fresh. So um, good luck with everything that you're doing. Thank you very much. And thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Nadia. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. All right. That's it. Thanks for listening to The Men's Room. Check us out on Instagram at hakawati.fm. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Have a good one. Mm